Welcome to Dad Meat Podcast. We have the one and only Matt McCusker here tonight. Wow. This is incredible, man. I was more excited to do this than doing my podcast. (laughs) How the tables have turned. Get through this. Being a guest is the best podcasting in the world. I think so, too. You can kind of chill. I was like, just show up, bring some fucking jerky. Do you prep for your cast? You don't prep. Not, well, a little bit like I'll throughout the week something will occur to me and I'll just put it in my notes in my phone. I'm like, I hope I remember that on my podcast. You don't check though. You, it just goes in the notes. The notes go unchecked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I do the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'll put stuff in there and then if I like doing a live cast, my trick is that I'll take a screenshot of my notes and put it as my background picture. Uh, so then I can just hit my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, this thing. I'm like, sweet. Oh damn, man, man you really are a genius. <laughs> Undiscovered genius, dude. Tail, dude. Wow. Doing a live cast and like running out of shit to say might be the worst. <laughs> Do you, does it, that never happens? Didn't really. Ha- there's been times where we both. Maybe like, early on. Did early yeah, on it might have happened. It's like the first like seven minutes when you're like, before you get rolling, you're like, uh, so. Oh, what else? Uh, <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always at risk of that because I'm comfortable with like a pause in a conversation. I'll just sit there and we can just look at each other's faces for a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's not great for listeners. Not like that. Not great for listeners. Yes, that should be though. Especially a live cast. It's good to get out of that like stand up y like thirty second joke. But it's hard. I fucking hate that. A bunch of people looking at you. It's like fuck it. Yeah, you go. You go into like stand up cadence. Did you ever forget what you had to say on stage? Like when you're out there doing stand up? Definitely. My first my first uh, audition for Helium. I uh, I started so I was doing a joke. Skip the punchline. Started doing another joke, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't say the punchline for the other one. Said the punchline for the joke previously, and then just froze. And went, ah. And then continued, and was just like, they were like, yeah, no thanks for now. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, like, everyone came out to it. I, like, would constantly, anytime I invited people to see me do stand-up, I would bomb. So I would do it wow. for strangers and be fine, and then I'd be like, yeah, guys, come out. And I would just, like, either, like, fuck up. I had, like, a total, it was, like, a 90-second, it was, like, a glitch, basically. I glitched out in front of like a bunch of people who I was like, I'm about to be a host at Helium, guys. Come watch this. And I was like, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Been there. Been there for sure. I was like, my old coworkers happened to be there out of nowhere. Like, good job, man. And I was like, fuck. Dude, I, I worked at a summer camp and um, I knew these people for maybe like six weeks. And then I just happened to let them know that I was doing Philly's Funniest Competition. And they found out they're like, oh, my God, that would be so much fun. We should all come. And like, they all did. And I ate shit so fucking hard. Like, none of them acknowledged me on the way out. Like, we weren't friends' friends, like, going into it. Like, we were just, like, really six-week acquaintances. But, like, nobody said anything to me leaving. Nobody texted me saying, hey, man, great job tonight. Or, hey, thanks for inviting us. Yeah. It was just none of that. They just were like, fuck. Yeah, it's just we're done with this person. Damn. Yeah, they were, like, Hollywood agents. I think when you're at the... (laughs) 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 He doesn't got it. (laughs) When you're at the point in stand-up when you still think it's a good idea to, like, invite everybody, you know? Yeah. I think you're also definitely at the point where you're focused more on, like, trying to say things on stage that are very comedy-esque yeah. as opposed to, like, what you would rather just say. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, like I do my best stuff. Yeah, I better, I better put together a good act. Yeah. And now I think definitely with both of you, if, if I ever get a chance to see you guys on stage, I mean, if anyone's lucky enough, you guys are just fucking talking shit now. Yeah, and it's so much fucking better. That part in me that like would be like like if I didn't get a laugh three things in a row, but it's just it's if I get laughs I'm like okay, and if I don't yeah. I'm just kind of like this is fun. You're casting full time, dude. You're casting funny. in your daily life. You're <laughs> casting on stage now. I love it. Yeah, you're Truman Show now, man. I try, dude. I try. I'm really. That's the way you should be operating because it's about working. Live streaming 
on stage from that. If I, I know, dude, I saw, I saw you test on YouTube. <laughs> so when I, when I bring out, if I do stand up at all, I'm going to bring my laptop out and live stream the whole thing. So if, if stuff's not working, I'm just going to turn the screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be chuckling to yourself at comments yeah. on the screen that no one else can see. <laughs> you know what was fucked up about that? I was like, uh, you clearly accidentally, I don't know, it looked like you accidentally turned on live streaming or you didn't realize that anyone would show up. I didn't think anyone you had a thousand subscribers <laughs> and they all got an email <laughs> and they all jumped in. And any other normal person on earth realizing that they were broadcasting their face to a thousand people would have been like, oh, oh, and that was like, yo, what up? Dude, so you're fu- the coolest things I've ever seen. Dude, because you're fucking Batman in the bat signal went up. <laughs> fucking Gotham knew what was coming. <laughs> oh, so did you see the unfinished basement? It looks so fucking scary down there. Dude, that's, that's a renaissance basement. Every time I go into your basement, it looks like it's set up for a different experiment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a podcast studio for mad scientists. <laughs> yeah, you do have a lot of shit going on. Down I there. fucking love it. It is pretty tight. I'm always excited to hear about what's going on in your basement every time I stop in. I, I ran a lot. Over the last couple of years, I ran a lot of experiments down there. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I went in the middle of an unfinished basement was like a nice oak work desk with like a chair wheeled up to it. And I was like, what's going on with that? And I, I don't even know what you are. Yeah, I was getting some work done. It's my writing desk. Yeah. <laughs> it's my writing desk. It's in the middle of the basement, though. It's not even placed well. And uh, there was a big volcano vaporizer on it. That's where I write my school paper. Is that where you were sitting for the live stream? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. Exactly where I was oh, man. It's the perfect spot for you, yeah. dude. Um, what the fuck's up? I, dude, I wanted to talk about going to UFC last week. And then I realized that, that you didn't actually go to the event. You so just what? came up to New York. How, well, yeah, I saw. I was. I saw you guys walk in there. That's a baller move. Not to go to the. Fight. Yeah. I just wanted to sleep. All I care. My bedtime's number one right now, dude. Yeah. I definitely got kind of jealous of that, <laughs> especially when I was sitting in the seats for like five hours, and I was like, "All right." I kind. I wanted to go, but I was supposed to get up early and help my my friends coming up tomorrow. Now he bailed on me at fucking again, but he was supposed to come put outlets in my basement. So I had to be there at like nine a.m. So I didn't want to like be all no. tired. Dude, uh, dude, you're programming. True, that's all it was. You were programming, and it, you got to keep it tight. True, that is, that is true. If I didn't have such six seats for UFC, uh, shout out Dean, by the way, thanks for the seat. If I didn't have such a six seat, I would have, I would have hated the experience. How was it? It was so cool. I was about to say it's it was so fucking fuck. cool. That was, yeah, that's usually I'm like, nah. But that was like, damn, that'll be awesome. Yeah. And then I we, was like, the, I'll be a party pooper. Where where we were sitting? Well, Shane and the boys were probably. A little bit closer, but they were on the opposite side. So I was separated from them. It was just me and my boy, Dean. And our seats were such that if we looked at the guys, like, oh, man, it sounds stupid to describe it. I'm a fucking retard, dude. You could look at the big screen above the octagon, or you could look directly down at the guys, right? Hmm. But we were the where we were, if you looked at the guys, they were the same size as they were on the big screen. That's how fucking sick the seats were. Yeah. You were like... It ruled. And... uh, Awesome to see live. Oh, dude. Everything was so sick except the one knockout made me sick to my stomach. When uh, Kevin Lee kicked that guy in the head, oh yeah, yeah. He when he went down, it was so gross that everyone there was like, <gasps> like it pinned it pinned my cheeks back. Like I was like Gah! for like two. He was he was out unconscious for like a minute, and the whole time it was just like, oh man, that was awful in person. I didn't like that at all. It's like the Uriah Hall kick. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. That's like why, it was tough. That was it was the same kind of situation where he, like, dipped to the side, caught one directly in the face, and then oh. fell flat backwards with his arms straight. 
And uh, man, that was gross. That's my go-to knockout. It was like nine years ago. <laughs> Damn, that must have been crazy to see in real life. Yeah, I, I thought I would enjoy that part more, but uh, I, I don't know. Did I, anybody was ever like, ah. I, people were definitely f- mixed in their response to. It. Also, it was the worst live MMA crowd I've ever been around. I've gone to a lot of MMA events. Some regional, some of them like UFC and Strike Force and stuff like that, and uh, that was the easily the worst crowd I've ever been around. Like I, the, New York, I think is the worst place for that specific event, just because yeah. it's the thing, it's the event, and I guarantee you it's a lot of yeah. I, hot I, Long Island. I thought it would be more like Vegas. Like Vegas almost has like professional fight fans. Like yeah. you know, what I mean? like they have like a crowd of people that are just connoisseurs. And they make the trek to Vegas, or they live, I don't know, oh, like L.A., I guess people, it's not that far of a jump. But in New York, it was like a, it was like people that you pull off a bus just screaming, like, gay shit. They like, barked in. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, how did any of these people afford this shit? And what were they yelling? Anytime the dudes weren't winging haymakers, they'd be like, this is gay, dude. Like, they were so mad. If anyone, oh. If they clinched up. Or anyone attempted to take down, it was instant booze, instant screaming shit about it being gay. And I was just like, dude, I can't think of a more expensive event to go like spend your money on and then just scream that it's gay the whole yeah, time. Yeah, go to your kid's fucking t-ball game, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That would be so weird. Like, were they like, when people would just clinch up, were they just like yell like, I would, it was like a thousand Like, boo! I, I would be fucking kneeing him so yeah. hard right Fucking now. hit him, dude! Do something, dude! If that were fucking, it was just like five guys. Dude, that was me. Yeah, if that were fucking me, dude. I'd fucking that. And- yeah, it literally of- was five guys. Yeah, <laughs> the burgers and fries. Bunch franchise. of fucking fat dudes in bedazzled jeans. <laughs> that was me, dude. I fucking sock them. Stand them up. You ever have someone be like, dude? What would you do if I fucking right now? Just fucking. Right yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, dude, what, I think they went out of style, though. I, yeah. If someone did that now, I'd be like, ah, dude, that's what, remember that? <laughs> My cousin would always do that to me. That's like, it. Alfred, what would you do if I was just like, bam, right in your fucking face? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm fucking furious. I'd be furious. I would tell my mom. That was like a wigger fatality. <laughs> Speaking of wigger fatality, did you, <laughs> did you see when, um, um, of course you saw because you were fucking there. But Matt, did you see this too? Where uh, Masvidal faked like he was going to do the flying knee to Diaz, and Diaz had like the the <laughs> ultimate wigger reaction. <laughs> he he ran and then he realized he looked foolish, and then he did that that um that wigger oh my god face or um, posture where like they put their arms out straight and they're just like nodding their head like yeah I saw that coming yeah like, you know what I, I call I that up. I call that psych no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what like a oh, what, so yo? Like a dude. This is the leading wigger centric podcast right now. But like a, like a wigger kid would like take your skateboard. He'd be like, "I'm about to do a kickflip. Look at me, dude. I'm Tony Hawk." Nah, it's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think like wiggers actually believe they can do that shit? But then there's like that that voice from above that just sets in, like, "No, you can't do this. Really, is impossible for you." And that's where the psych gnaw comes in. Because <laughs> I think like nothing is as magical as wigger confidence. Yeah, if you could bottle that. Mm. <laughs> Dude, that would be a great energy drink. W- wigger confidence. It'd be a great uh, new scent from Nautica. Good <laughs> thing to call like at one of those like four logo type drinks. <laughs> oh my god! That's got- actually my brand of shitty Coke. <laughs> wigger confidence. It's got taurine and sweat that step that sweat. <laughs> sweat that the official drink of the thirsty wigger. 
Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, so that was that was sick. And then, uh, how wigger heavy was the event, dude? <laughs> a lot of affliction wiggers, which I thought were all oh, man. extinct, but they're just they're just out there buying their shiny clothes from different places now, dude. It's, anytime there's a UFC pay per view, like affliction wiggers are awakened from their unholy slumber. Yeah, <laughs> it's like as soon as like ticket like the pre sale goes up, they're just eyelids shoot open and they sit up, they sit up, sit like up the in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a variation of like a Jersey Shore dude? Mm. Like a t- oh, it's like a tap out like gas it, yeah. It's I like guess a, it is. Hangs at a gas station in like tap out gear. It's like a Jersey Shore person that got hit by like an ice cream truck, but they still kept ticking. <laughs> so they're they're not the Tony they were before. They're like Tony 2.0, and it's like probably if they got him tested, he could be declared legally retarded. But you know, Angelo's not going like to test it. You're like a multicolored like flat brim. Like, real <laughs> it's like a Guido with a TBI. Basically, yeah. that's actually how they they measure wigger brain damage. It's like if your brim if your your brim has to be a flat plane, if it's bent at they all, put a like, level on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a wigger neuro- <laughs> neurologist. <laughs> Just going, you don't have to take your hat off. <laughs> it just sets the level on it. No, it looks like you're fine. It's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and if it detects any bend whatsoever, the doctor just looks at the wigger mom and she's like, no! He comes out and just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> For the test, and they put him through an ultrasound cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I saw I saw the same wigger that I'd never seen before twice in two days this past weekend, Sunday and the Monday. <laughs> Dude, it's and one they're getting older, which concerns me. Dude, they are living older and older. I was sitting there eating dim sum with my wife, and this fucking fifty-year-old wigger in a Carson Wentz jersey walks in, and he had cornrows, and like I was angling, like he knew, like they're becoming they're becoming um, conscious. Of what's happening, they're like they're like robots that become sentient. Like <laughs> and he knew, like I was like angling for a picture. Like my wife, <laughs> he could sense it. Like his his fucking spidey senses were tingling. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> like my wife was really good, so I got like a good pick. And then like the next day, I went to meet my wife for lunch, and he was roaming through the parking lot, and I got a picture then too. It was fucking. You he, he's your dude. it follows monster. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Him everywhere you go, he follows you. Yeah, I was talking to my uh, a Lyft driver about that. We were like, we were in the car and Eminem came on, and she was like, like it was like suck my fucking dick, and I was and, like, she was like, oh shit, and turned it off, and I was like, that was a little aggressive, and then we were like talking about like his old stuff, and I'm like, it's kind of depressing to see him now. This is a black yeah. lady, and I was like, something about like white rappers getting old. They just age like it's so sad. And it's she's like, like she's like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "How do I explain this to this lady?" Like, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, and they like, like Everlast kind of pulls it off a little bit, but it just is a weird. It's a weird look for an aged white rapper. They know that they're supposed to expire. They're supposed to die, dude. I I, I think I said it on here. They're the Meeseeks when when they don't get their task. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're like oh, things are getting wet. like they they don't know what the fuck to do with themselves except just ride the bus and put towels over their shoulders. <laughs> there's definitely I would say around like the age of like 34 there's a fog of wigger war that sets in where it's like platoon where it's like the music starts playing and you see like the eyes are dead. 
sure. It's like they're not even going to dream about doing a kickflip on your fucking stolen skateboard. <laughs> it's like, no psych, no. Just psych. Yeah. Just he, no. He's not his last yeah. psych, dude. <laughs> I think fentanyl is like the meteorite to where <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where do they go? Like, they were fucking <laughs> Like, people used to coexist. <laughs> Dude, that'd be great if they, like, started. <laughs> they pick up their bones and just fucking. Oh, wait, no, uh, fentanyl's more like deforestation. Uh, <laughs> their natural habitat's going away. <laughs> Dude, there's gonna be a Jurassic Park for Wiggers. Like, we'll just fly billionaires to an island where they just roam freely. <laughs> we're pulling their DNA out of old bike pegs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude. Man I, I could talk Wiggers all day man. <laughs> yeah I almost have to It's just, good talk dude They're never ending sources of just deconstruction Especially when they get old It's so fucking funny dude Yeah like what went wrong Like normally like I think Wiggers will typically I guess the mode of death is typically like A car accident or a motorcycle accident Or Drug OD yeah. Yeah, yeah But They are adapting man <laughs> That's true. Life finds a way. Yeah, they lost their tails and they just kept moving. Yeah, it is usually like a Kawasaki Ninja accident, <laughs> or you know, like a souped-up Honda Civic accident. Mike, did you did you tell me how you snapped out of being a wigger? I did not tell you, but I'm trying to remember. Like, now. what was I want to I want to know what led to like the day that you threw all your wigger clothes in a big trash can. You know, I think just diving headfirst into an Olympic sized wigger pool. I had a job working at a bingo hall at my high school, <laughs> and like they were way too trustworthy with us. There was never any accountability, so one of us realized, like, yo, we could probably steal some money. Yeah. So we were just fucking stealing left and right, and like you would work Friday and Saturday nights, and it got to the point where I personally was probably taking about $300 a weekend, yeah. so Friday and Saturday was work. On Sunday, my mom would take me to Straw Bridge and Clothier. Sure, you re up hard, dude. dude. Fucking <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger, dude. Timberlands, dude. I was, I was the fucking man. I had clone fucking chains, and like I would show up to this shit and work. And it got to the point where like I felt as though they were becoming suspicious. So me and my buddies dialed back, except for my one boy Steve, who was a total fucking retard. He showed up one day. Like we were all waiting to go in, and we we would only go in if everybody was present, and our boss would wait out there with us. And Steve pulled up in a fucking Mitsubishi three thousand GT when he was sixteen; it was brand new. It's like, all right, I guess we're done fucking getting clothes. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it, it, it was, and at that point, I think I just had too much of it. It was it was overload. The lifestyle ate you up. Yeah, you can't tell Wiggers not to stunt, dude. You're going to tell the yeah, sun not to shine? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah for sure. You're going to tell birds not to fly? Damn, it, guys, the words don't even register. That must have been awesome. You guys walking into the bingo halls, like the opening scene in Belly. <laughs> Dude, bingo is the best. And the old ladies, like, they had a, a fucking stack of ass pads that they would just set out for the old ladies because they would get comfortable because uh, they would get comfortable because they would be there for like eight hours at a time. Yeah. And one of the things we used to do to fuck with each other is the fucking pads stunk like ass so bad. Oh. The things we would do for fun is like sneak up behind and like you would put a pie in somebody's face, just like mash the back of their head into this this ass pad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, bingo was the fucking shit, man. I worked at bingo at my Catholic school on like Wednesday nights or whatever. No, it's like eighth grade. It was steal. I hated it. No, <laughs> there was no money to steal. These were like I hood old people yeah. just like putting quarters up, and uh, I wish it was as fun as yours. Maybe it was only not as fun because I wasn't. I didn't go through a wigger phase. 
damn it. I regret it every week, dude. You would case it up. You know what I you know what I'm jealous of? If I went through a wigger phase, so much of my past would be easier to just cut loose. Like yeah, I'd be so true. clearly not that person anymore. Yeah. That I would just like I'd just hit eject and it's gone. And Unfortunately, you know I feel like I'm still now that you mentioned that, Tim, I think that one of the one of the endpoints I think there were a couple different ones, but one of the endpoints of the Wigger phase was my boys and I had gone to um, Club Egypt on Delaware Avenue. <laughs> oh, dude. dude, we were crushing Hunting it, dude. Hunting for B-Wits. That's when you find out if you're real or not. <laughs> dude, I'm going to brag. Uh, if you I, don't go there and do statutory rape, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They take your card on the way out. They take your hat. <laughs> they just, no, they just angle it. They just make it regular. Give me like an M phone. Yeah. Out. You went to Egypt. You hit it up. Dude, I don't want to brag, but um, I tongue-kissed five girls in one night. Ooh. Damn. Mm-hmm. B-Wit Central. Killing it on the way out, though. Uh, my retard buddy Steve again, God feeling himself, Steve. was talking shit, and a black guy had said something to him, and Steve threw out an N-bomb. And he got socked pretty hard. hard. Yeah. And in front of everybody, like, I didn't do anything. And at that point, it was like it was essentially hanging up my cleats. Was it A or ER though? ER. Whoa! It was bad. Yeah. Damn. Like it, it was bad, and it was. Did he push on? Um. They put, that puts him in a somewhat weird phase. Post, he he kind of did, and I kind of hard <laughs> post hard R. Wigger phase is tough. I kind of like pushed it on him though. I mean, my wigger phase didn't end at that point, but one thing I did for him. Is Steve was a really good friend. One day when I got my first credit card, um, I surprised him with new Tims. So, so <laughs> dude, sweet. dude, so he was in high school, and I was sitting, and I got this card, and and it just had a ridiculous limit. I was like, yo, I got all these wigger duds, and I was like, yo, Steve would love these Tims. Wigger duds. So I got my boy Timberlands, <laughs> and he was at school that day. So I went to his house. The door was always unlocked. I went in and I put the Timberlands on his bed for him. Damn. Yeah. Wow. And then he put them on and used the N-word. <laughs> Damn, you know what's fucked up is you... you uh, <laughs> magical powers. It's like Cinderella. <laughs> Wiggerella. When you, when, you, when you actually lace the, the Timberlands up, you're just like... <laughs> I shazammed him. Yeah, you don't put it's like when he puts on the mask. <laughs> if you don't fucking just lace the tongues out all labeled, you tie them up, he's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you're still that guy, though. That's a party that's still there. I am very nice. It's, it is amazing how parts of the self continue on through. Yeah, yeah, it really was, and I, you know, I still do do those kind of things. Oh, on another wigger related note, again, um, I used to work at the practice facility of the Sixers, and they would leave shit behind all the time. Like Iverson would never wear the same thing twice, so it would be a mad race to like get his shit. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, his stuff would already be picked through. But one thing they did leave on a regular basis that people would stock up on is um, the NBA socks. Incredible socks. Yeah, they're great socks. And I loved um, Keith Van Horn was playing for the Sixers then, so he would always wear the knee high. So I would try to get them. And the first time I got pussy, like I I knew it was on because this girl was sitting next to me, and I had my knee high NBA socks on. <laughs> and dude, sexiest move ever. She slid her hand down into my socks and started rubbing my calf. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. I knew that as soon as she got done throwing up in the bathroom. That it was on, and I was going to lose my virginity. You were dressed like you're on the Fiesta remix, dude. <laughs> and then the next day, she asked me to drive her home, but I just started watching Dumb and Dumber, so I said no. And I felt like the man for telling the girl that just gave me pussy that I wasn't giving her a ride. Damn. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, play hardball. You're wearing them socks, man. <laughs> Dude, I still had them pulled up, man. Oh was it your first time seeing Dumb and Dumber? No, I'd already seen <laughs> it. Six yeah. Like, nah, I can't leave. Can't, babe. The ride of the moped together right now is just so fucking <laughs> 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 That's fucking awesome. You turned her down to watch Dumb and Dumber for like the ninth man. time. That's so fucking funny. Dude, you have talked about, uh, like, you identified faces in people when you, you said, like, on your cast, you were talking about, like, um, like you, you saw, like, skater dudes, and you saw, like, wigger dudes, and you're like, I'm going to try that. I I, went, or something I like that. one or the other, yeah. I was a skater, and then my brother called me a squigger. Whoa. <laughs> a squigger is when you're a skater. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow, well, obviously. Family value store. <laughs> <laughs> So that was it. Was all about like if you skate it and like put your hat like kind of crooked to the backwards, it was instant. Oh, you're Chad Musket squigger. Instant rocket power, dude. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, I was watching. I, I was scheming this out because I kind of sucked at skateboarding and like I wasn't about hitting. I like a couple of my friends that hit their nuts on a rail. I vowed. I was like, it's not worth it. I'm not trying to hit my nuts on a rail. <laughs> I got my. I took my board to the side. I'm like, we we used to say we'll be thugs. So that was like another terminology. Like speaking of the fucking devil. <laughs> I was like, yo, let's be fucking dude. like thugs get so much more pussy than skaters. And he was like, yeah, you're, you're right. And he was pretty good at skating. Ran the numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah. To wig out with me. That's what's up. Like, dude, we got pussy instantly. <laughs> the first time, I remember, I, I didn't really know how to do it properly. So I, any white sneakers I thought would do. So I had these big, clunky, like weird champion sneakers. The Roger Klotzes. Yeah, yeah. Roger Klotzes. <laughs> I, I, I had like, khakis on for some reason and like a, just like a regular sweatshirt. And then, like, a silver chain, and then me and my boy went to the Boost Corners, the Farmer's Market, uh-huh. both fingered in the parking lot. So oh, no. Hell yeah. Fila hoodie. We crushing it, dude. Damn, I'm wet. <laughs> Just from seventh this. graders, fingered eighth graders. Dude, that is the video. spot Ooh. to finger, man. Bro, f- Farmer's Market parking lot. And I used to wear, remember Silver Cologne? I don't think so. Silver smells Mm-mm. so bad, dude. If I smell it now, I'm like, same thing. Only available at Rite Aid. Dude. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It served me pretty well, except for, like, getting, like, absolutely annihilated at family parties. Like, my uncles would just destroy me. I had a Wu-Tang charm. They weren't fingering, though. Sure. You know what I mean? Or my cousin had a Wu-Tang charm. I had a regular chain. My boy had a fucking Jesus piece. Oh, damn. Fucking sick, dude. We would go to a family party, and everyone like, you guys are fucking losers. And we are like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> I remember uh, a dude in grade school showing me his chain, and it was, like, the the kind that was, like, three of the same link. Yeah, and then, guy. like, you know what I mean? And um, he was, like, explaining to me how, like, it was sick. And it was, like, I looked him up on, uh, or he added me on Facebook, like, five years ago. He still has, like, flat gel bangs. Oh, man. Shit. Yeah, Caesar lifelong cut. Caesar cut. Yeah, he's he he's, he's a lanyard guy forever, dude. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I guess he uh, – a bunch of the people I, I grew up with seem to disappear once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they get wrangled down. But uh, yeah, My buddy got caught uh, stealing silver chains from Boscov's. Uh, you know those, tight. Remember, remember when people like, stepped it up and had the real fat silver chains? Yep. He stole one of they're like one hundred fifty nine dollars. He stole one of those. He like put his shitty one on and stole the fat one. Walked out of Boscov, stopped, and he was like, "Can't believe I got out of there." And some dude just came snatching him up, dude. Oh, oh man, yeah, run! Exactly. They can't, dude. They can't chase you off the premises, dude. I know. He just stopped. He's like, "Hold on, let me get my breath," because he's all nervous. And the guy was just like, Meh, grabbed him. Did you ever get caught stealing? Yeah. Well, I've been like caught, but never. I got caught stealing at Walmart like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? Self checkout. His lawyer's going to advise him not to answer. <laughs> self checkout, dude. Was, uh, I, was, I, was, I had a I had a problem with the self with the self checkout, and I was just like hitting it so hard 
And the whole thing is like, I've said this before. It's like, you don't, you were just assuming I know how to operate this machinery. Mm-hmm. I could be fucking mm-hmm. this up. You don't, I could have a fucking 40 IQ. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I went, I hit it pretty hard. And the lady, like I hit her with like a shrimped up receipt and she was just kind of like, what's going on here? So like, you didn't pay for this. I was like, are you serious? I didn't pay for that either. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, come back here. Let's do this. Oh my, this is crazy. And I was like, can you help? Can you show me exactly how to use this? Yeah, dude, it was. I had to. Well, I do the self. I was punishing self checkouts, <laughs> like ruthlessly. Yeah, I had a move that was just like I still to this day it's unstoppable. We can redact this if you want, dude. If you want to explain the menu, this, yeah. this is their fault. I'm, I'm leaving it uh, to you, dude. This is anarchist cookbook shit. Yeah, dude, yeah. You just, so you just get something like say you need new sheets from Target, mm-hmm. especially like a real busy one down in South Philly. You go down. You go down. I don't do it anymore. I retired. I want to become like a. Uh, what you this mean? is all hypothetical, dude. It's not even of real. This is hypothetical. Catch me if you can, kind I, of guy. I want to be, yeah, I want to become the guy who does uh, <laughs> like loss prevention. Because mm. I could go into a place like that, and dude, it's like so. So I, I would go into Target, like sheets. I would get like a hundred fifty dollars sheet set. Then I just put them in my cart and go around. And then you go to cl- you go to like the clothing, and there's like cargo shorts, like nineteen ninety nine. Pop that tag off and leave it down in the cart. So then when you go to check out, you have the laser gun to scan it. And you go near the sheets thing, but you keep the barcode over there, and you just get you hit the fucking shorts twenty nine ninety nine. Out. Woo. Uh, I tried that. And uh, you just be like, I hit the fucking thing. You saw me. I'm on camera beeping stuff. Yeah, dude. I, I didn't know it was there. I missed, dude. I, mean, me, I wouldn't tell people. Dude, I'm no walk. marksman with a scanner gun. It's not my fault. Exactly, dude. I don't have good aim. I don't have any range time on so this thing. I don't thing. use fucking lasers properly. Yeah, I'm not a fucking head. loser working at Target. <laughs> dude, me and Bear are going to be porking on some new sheets this week. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, wait, take your babe. It's, it's exciting. Take your babe out. You do a little fucking... I used to steal with her. Sheets. I used to get um, cases of Red Bull from Acme. And it got to the point where I would, I would go into work. It never occurred to me that the fact that I was drinking 12 beers a night made me tired for work the next day. <laughs> so I would just bring this gigantic 7-Eleven cup full of coffee, and I was like, all right, this shit isn't working. Then I convinced myself I liked Red Bull, and I was like, oh, wait, if you just put it on the bottom of the cart, they might not check. That's a classic. And I just was doing that and doing that and doing it until finally one day. I think everyone's moms did that too at supermarkets when we were kids. That's yeah. a big mom move. Yeah. And you're just, you're just like, you have kids in the cart, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dude. Kids are the fucking best for stealing shit. For sure. For <laughs> yeah. you use them in that, it's awesome. Unfortunately, Just, other people have caught on to that with like, <laughs> terrorism and stuff. Like, you know what kids are also doing? <laughs> 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 they have the exact same conversation <laughs> right now. I strapped a Red Bull vest to my kid and ran out of Target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I stopped. I don't do it anymore. I don't go. I don't take from the self. I first, used to love stealing. I was yeah, just curious. I was like. Best. Can I, I was like, is this set up to like just kind of deter people, or can you actually just take a bunch of shit from these things? I, I think they shut down the self checkout in um, the South Philly Walmart. Oh damn! Because they were dude, they were getting the Columbus Boulevard one was getting annihilated. Yeah, I could picture that. I I knew the tail end of my stealing phase, uh, or I knew it was over when I went to IKEA. When I this was like ten years that's ago. A ball, that's a heist. I was uh I was getting flooring for the entire first floor of my house. And I went up and I, she scanned one of them. She's like, how many do you got? And I had 14 and I was like, 13. She's like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> and that was all I was like, man, it's probably time to hang it up, dude. I got too stressed out about that. I used to steal from the Tower Records on South Street every weekend. Oh, that was my, the that best. was like one of my hobbies when I was a fucking loser. Yeah. Pop, my brother had a knife. He popped it. He'd like bring a little pocket knife and pop the sensor off. I, I forget how he did it. He did it from the wall. Huh? That was my hot spot for a while. 
think I think I realized that like the the door thing, the door sensors didn't work. So it was just a matter of getting it into your clothes without anyone noticing. Uh, maybe, or maybe I would open them and pull out the the sensor sticker. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah. Because they just had the that puffy barcode sticker on the inside that you had to snap. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I stole uh, like a crazy Evil Dead like Necronomicon DVD where oh, it was cool. like it was like the dead face book thing. Yeah. It was awesome. It's a good thing to steal. And then uh, Godfather trilogy DVDs, dude. It was like a hundred bucks. Man. Yeah, dude. I felt like the fucking man. Yeah, it feels good. But then I would get like I would just steal for no reason. I got caught yeah. at Kmart. Uh, stealing like a fucking tie fighter or something <laughs> they didn't like do any they took me into a back room and like i was a teenager with no identification so i just gave them all my friends info oh, so shout out jeff barrow <laughs> sorry You're still if, do uh, the time sorry, for yeah, it yeah dude sorry if they called your parents <laughs> yeah yeah sorry if i grounded your pilot career or whatever you were gonna do with your kmart stealing yeah, dude, getting CDs from the wall was my thing for a while and Switching i got the stickers was good too from a single i never did album. that that was a move I, th- I learned that if you just walked out at this particular, it was the one in Springfield Mall. Mm-hmm. If you just walked out, the thing would be beeping. If they were occupied with somebody at the register, they wouldn't even address it. Yeah. So I would, I would, it was, they had like the rectangular plastic things on them to avoid, steal, to prevent stealing. Yeah. And I would just shove them down my waistband. So the one day I was in there, I had like a fucking, a Nike tracksuit on. And I just had like a foot and a half long rectangle in my pants. The guy's like, so how's it going? I was like, pretty good. He's like, um, you look. Good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you looking for anything in particular? I was like, no. He's like, you already got what you wanted, didn't you? And at that point, we just made eyes, and I just like walked out, and he didn't press the issue. Wow. And I was so angry that I had gotten found out by this dude. Me and my boys later that night. This was like a Thursday, and that night we were drinking. I was like, yeah, we're gonna go up there tomorrow. We're gonna roll this dude. Little did I know that, like, he doesn't live there or work every shift there. So we got hammered the next night. We went up there, and we just walked in. We were knocking shit off the shelves. And I was like, yeah, where's the dude that was here yesterday? They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, which one? We have, like, 90. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's essentially what it was. And then he's, he's just like, um, the cops are already on their way. You guys were in here acting like assholes. So we all just ran, and I think two of my friends got caught. <laughs> The cops were like, we, we don't understand. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> what well, they, they caught we, – we had all been drinking. So the two that got oh, busted right. got busted for underage drinking. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends tried fighting one of the cops. So, like, he got in a little bit more trouble than everybody yeah. else. But, yeah, that was another – no, it wasn't the end of the Wigger phase. It was just another chapter in it. Yeah. Another chapter in the Wigger book. You're 40 years across the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm any closer to to the death of your wigger person. I don't either, man. I, I feel wow. like I name all this these be like things. how I met your mother, dude. Every week, I'm gonna have to ask you more and more questions yeah, about, especially like rolling up on a guy. Like, how dare that guy <laughs> fucking question me for shoplifting? You're a rectangular, you're a rectangle in your pants. I got caught switching the stickers. I would do the singles and put them, take the sticker and pop them on the albums. And a guy literally just caught me doing that. I was at the Concord Mall in Delaware. What did he say to you? He was like, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's illegal. In Del- He's like, that's technically theft in Delaware. In the state of Delaware, that's technically theft. And I was like, oh, I'm a Pennsylvania resident. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! And he was just like, jam. <laughs> You're one of those open carry, know my rights guys. <laughs> Am I being detained? No. Am I free to go? It was like the first thing. No, dude, out. you're stealing. <laughs> dude, you, uh, my brothers used to do steal pornos from um like the i think it was in boost corners there was like a video store okay and the, if you go no they used to steal magazines so you reach the top rack and they used to fucking steal hustlers and shit that was like being in like sixth grade and getting like, that's a cool move man bus, dude it was like 
there was a place. Um, where you, you're from Delco, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up near 69th Street, and there was a place called the Smoke Shop nice. where they had that kind of like that kind of setup, where it's just like magazines. Looking back, the guy was probably a pedophile because this one particular guy who worked there would let us come in and look through the magazines. Ah. And I remember seeing one. It was um, a guy with his dick in a hot dog bun, and the girls put mustard on. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I don't know what this means, but. I'm gonna keep looking at it. They didn't print it on you for sure. Yeah, that's fucked up. We had a, there was a shop in Boost Corners that was called the Whatnot Shop. Uh-oh. I think I talked about it before. There was like a, uh, it was just this dude sold '70s Playboys with like bush full bush Playboys, uh, butterfly knives and fireworks. Oh, that's and a cool he guy. Just like sold kid shit they weren't supposed <laughs> to have. Like my dad found out, and went up to him, and was like, "You're a fucking creep." Man. <laughs> yeah, that was a shop. That, that was that dude's business for like a couple years. That's a pretty selling, sick business. Like, fucking weird shit. He would sell like slingshots, butterfly knives, and it was just you, any like twelve years old. He'd be like, "Here he goes." Every community knives. needs a guy like that. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of true. Like if you don't have that kind of like deviant in your community, like you're not going to have like men that come out of it. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's true. There's a place for them. I mean, I spent some time in the woods, just like with the. You remember the marksman who had like the arm brace and you fuck the little slingshot. Mm, yeah. Fucking like shooting. That Never had one myself, but definitely had some boys that brought them around. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> that was sick. That was so fucking fun. <laughs> we used to go to like there was a they built this new development and we would just sit in the woods and just shoot their windows. We didn't have any woods accessible to us. We had the railroad tracks behind the playground, and uh, yeah, and we also had a million abandoned factories. So a lot of times we would just That's post cool. up in front of a factory and just break the tiny windows, just throwing rocks at it. Yeah, it was pre- I wish I could still do something like that. That's a you great can. like if I had a if I had a big like warehouse space, I would probably just get like cheap windows and just switch them out every day so kids could come just throw rocks at it. Again, you need that. Dude, yeah. that's like the perfect environment for I'll training. chase them away every once in a while, like just you know, give them the full experience. Like, you goddamn get the fuck out of here. Dude, that's the perfect environment for training Russian child soldiers. <laughs> They're all just squatting in tracksuits looking for the best rocks. <laughs> fuck yeah. Smacking each other in the back of the head, like you idiot. Windows don't break anymore, by the way. Like, yeah, now everyone can afford, like, well, maybe maybe it's a sign of the neighborhood changing, but, like, everyone's got, like, those windows where, like, the rocks bounce off. Like, they're very, what is it, plexiglass? Like I don't know. Pa- yeah. yeah, it's like, ah, oh, that's, dude, the, the, when you fucking wing a rock and you hit a distant window and it doesn't break, that's that'll ruin your whole day, dude. Dude, the sweetest thing I've ever done like that was, you know Chatham, you know Chatham School in Havertown? It's Chatham, uh, Chatham Park Elementary School. I don't think so. It's in Havertown. My cousin used to live right up the street. And we would walk down to Chatham. And I, his dad it was like a golfer. So we would bring a driving like a driving iron and golf balls and just hit them at the school. Mm-hmm. Catch, when you connect a golf ball through a window, it was just like Because it, so, it would catch a bounce on the pavement and speed up. Ooh. Hit the window right through. And it was just like, oh. God. Dude, that's like it's all run. Like, like my whole day was done. I think I right, broke away. That was awesome. Dude, those kind of like <laughs> mischief kid things were like the ASMR you were talking about, dude. Like that would be a great video to watch. Just like all the fucked up mischief shit you got oh. into as a kid. Dude, our thing was um, there was a Sears near us, and there was like a multi level garage, and we would just go on top of it, and just whatever rocks were up there, we would launch down at the cars. And like when you when you got a car to like screech to a halt, it was like oh god, yes. <laughs> And the one day we, we did get caught, it was just like some fat fucking dorks. They they came one came up from the stairwell, one came across the parking lot. They just brought us into like the back room, and uh, I didn't like you know how you know somebody is an official, but it's like you're still kind of afraid because they're an adult. Yeah. And he started asking questions, and I I was I knew I didn't have to like 
you know, I think give them my life story. Just for to scare kids. I, I wouldn't doubt that at all, dude. Don't have to listen to you I wouldn't doubt that at all. And then he was just like, who's your teacher at school? And I was like, Mrs. Pauly. He's like, yeah, I know her. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ruined me. Fucking knows her, dude. Like, we gotta tell him. Dude, I, the most satisfying thing I've ever done like that was my friend's family went on a Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean uh-huh. cruise. And they have soft serve ice cream machines everywhere. Uh-huh. And we would just put, we would make our own cones and go to like the 14th floor of the cruise. And then there would be a shopping center below and you'd drop an ice cream. Oh, floor, like, man. Oh. Watch that thing splat and people stand to the side. It was just like, it was nothing better than that. Dude, shit like anyone? that fucking rules, man. Oh. <laughs> you imagine paying like five grand to go on a cruise and you get ice cream <laughs> on the top of the head? <laughs> Like, so high that At first, you'd be like, that's really cool bird shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find the cone. You're like, what the fuck? Is it bleeding? No, it's, it's actually custard. <laughs> Matt was- McCustard. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I spent a lot of time just, like, throwing shit at people, like, throwing shit at cars. It was like, I don't know what that's about, but it was pretty fun. Yeah, fucking rules, man. Dude, imagine if you got put in cruise ship jail. I could have. They probably had a Sega for sure. Like if you go in cruise ship jail, it's got to be cushy, dude. Probably. You know what yeah, I mean? that's true. Nice view. I don't know what would happen. Actually, you'd probably have to like stay with it. You probably have to. The captain would fuck you. You get grounded. <laughs> <laughs> captain would fuck you. It's it is right. Water. Yeah, it's yeah, right. Exactly. That's maritime law, dude. Yeah. You have to sit on the peg. It puts you on that big wheel, ties you on it, spins you around. Speak- He's got your bird in his mouth the whole time, so it's just twisting in there. <laughs> dude, speaking of which, like one day we got to go on the fucking Kid Rock cruise. You ever see that? No. Oh, dude. I mean, I feel like every fucking old musician has their own theme cruise now. 311. 311, dude. Oh, That's the cruise Imagine for me. that. Kid Rock, I think he's the OG of these theme cruises. But one of the things, the the, the cruises I think called Chillin' the Most, naturally. But Rolling Stone did a feature on it a few years back. And in one of the pictures, they showed this um, airbrush overall competition where the audience would judge the best Kid Rock overalls that people had brought on board. And this, this always stood out to me after reading that. But uh, the writer said that one morning he was at the, at the uh, poolside bar at like 7 a.m. And he said a chicken in a bikini was going around putting liquid cocaine in people's drinks. Wow. So That's what you can expect at the Kid Rock. Yes. Movie? Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. That article probably ruined it, though. Like, people were, like, you know what I mean? They probably lost all its authenticity after that. People yeah. were just showing up looking for the liquid cocaine. Suddenly, like, everyone there, you know, there was no room for the lady that did the liquid cocaine anymore. Yeah. And one of the downers. It's too mainstream was, now, dude. Well, she even mentioned yeah. in the article, she said Kid Rock at that time was trying to quit cocaine, so he wasn't uh, ingesting any. Yeah, that, that cruise is probably shitty now. You know, like when Bon Appetit like mentions a place as being like the best, and then suddenly you can't <laughs> go there anymore because it's like a six month yeah. wait. Also, liquid cocaine is such an like aggressive thing to bring onto a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> like, relax. Dude. It's not like a butt plug. <laughs> so, like, if you go on a cruise, they have like the club there, like the discotheque. You're on liquid cocaine, like the cruises fucking club. It's like, dude, just go to bed, man. Like, fucking relax. Yeah, cruises sound like a fucking nightmare. I would hate that though. I dude, I was like 13 on it. Me and my friend got in a fight. And then we like drank beer and thought no one would know, and it just showed up on the tab, and we got double. <laughs> we're swiping our room card. When you guys fought, was one at the bow and one at the stern? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed him over a folding chair. <laughs> and the guy was like, fuck, I can't know where to go. I'm with this other dude's family. Were the rooms tiny? I've never been on a cruise either. I never have. I would hate it. It's just, it sucks. It's like being stuck in a hotel on the water. Yeah. And then it's just like all of the, you know, like that cheesy, like touristy stuff when they do like organized fun. Ew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, no, 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 no. Water noodle pool. And you're like, Ugh. Yeah, cruise just sounds like fat retard heaven. Yeah, I mean, any all-inclusive. You ever fuck with an all-inclusive? No. Yeah. Yeah, I went to one in St. Thomas? Virgin Islands, How which was one it? of them. What was your impression? Well, of I was 14. Okay. And uh, I just had all like the snacks and uh, virgin drinks I could find. Yeah, it's tight actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some older girls uh, hit on me oh, one day. That was sick. That's that's awesome. Yeah. You go in as and a- I was like, oh, I'm 14 actually. Yeah, I was a total <laughs> fucking dildo about it. God damn it! <laughs> you told him your age. Yeah, I could have had the sickest. Could have had dude. the sickest family vacation ever, but I was, you know, old honest Abe. That's respectful, dude. I had to I had to fucking grow some principles at some point. You know what I mean? I respect that. Dude, 14 years of living fast and loose. You know, no rules. True. Like, when I when you get out. some independence on a fucking family vacation, you terrifying. feel like the fucking... Well, it is terrifying, <laughs> but you also feel like the fucking man. For sure. We went to... Uh, my niece was in a child beauty pageant, and we went up to... Uh, <laughs> we, went up, <laughs> dude, oh, we went up to Quebec. Like, she, she won, like, her regional. How old? How old was I? No, how old was it? She pageant? was two, I think. This was this was uh, the weekend Princess Diana died, so I think she was two. <laughs> was a pageant in honor of Princess Diana's death? No, no, no. It just so, I'm sure there were so many happened, yeah. moments of silence that weekend. <laughs> oh. But yeah, we went up to fucking Mount Saint Sauveur, Quebec, and it was it was like The Shining. It was just like this abandoned fucking ski town, oh. and I was 18, so you don't have to be 18 to drink in fucking Canada. So I went and I bought like stocked up on Molson Triple X, and I got so fucking hammered that like I was wandering the hotel and like. Every hotel room door was decorated with that with that kid's swag. It was like pictures of the kid, fucking ribbons and shit. So I went, went, went around defacing and dumping beer all over the rival kids' doors. <laughs> and the ki- the dude that I-, I talked to that I would see every day that was closest in age was 15. And I kept trying to get him to drink with me, which in hindsight, you know, I'm an adult man asking a teenage boy to drink with me. So, so thank God this kid never took me up on the <laughs> getting drunk. Damn, that was like a young butterly. Like, uh, actually, sir, uh, <laughs> I'm a child and I'm scared. Dude, and then that Sunday was like the day of the pageant. And my dad and so I, funny. it's the only time my dad and I drank together. We were watching the Eagles game like early as shit. It was the Eagles Giants. And we were sitting at like a fucking Hooters getting drunk with this dude who just was an American guy that was there. I didn't know who he was at the time. But we were pounding pitchers for like fucking four hours. Then at one point, the guy that was drinking with us, he just rubbed his eyes. and He said, all right, let's fucking do this. Well, a couple hours later, my dad and I went to the pageant. He was the fucking pageant MC. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> how did he? How did he? He was fine, man. He had the tux on. He was there. She is. <laughs> oh my dude! That Miss is... Hawaiian Tropic. <laughs> he was bringing like mall Santa Claus energy. It's <laughs> like fucking Christ. All right, let's go. How the fuck did I get roped into this? That is the dark side of like doing entertainment when you start doing like professional yeah. MCing. Yeah. I, I studied to be, or I studied, fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a wedding DJ place for a while. I was, like, going to be a wedding DJ. You would be good at that. I thought I would, dude. And then I had to shadow the guy, and he's like, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> Trainee <laughs> wedding DJ. Dude, he was like, just chill, hang back. And I sat there, and, like, I got paid 70 bucks. And I was like, was like they're like, 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 wedding DJs make, like, 500 bucks. 
you work like one night a weekend. I was always on like the chicken. Oh, you can eat pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, you would clean up a bridesmaid pussy. I'd be a good wedding day. I would be a good wedding yeah. day. But I was just like, I can't do that. Like, and here comes. Yeah, it's tough. There's nothing worse than that tone of voice. For uh, <sighs> Dude. And you have to do it. You couldn't be like, uh. So I would have been like. My, my sister just like, got married and she had to like. I, I remember she was picking out a DJ like pretty close to the wedding and uh, he was like a total dildo in every email and she had to just constantly be like, and by the way, I don't want any normal wedding shit. I honestly, if I'll just press play if you just plug in everything in. He probably couldn't contain himself. Dude, he was like, oh, I guess so. Like you could tell every moment he wanted to be like, and now announcing a great speech, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking Christ. That would be fun to like when people do the uh, the best man speech. Like, dude, that was trash. <laughs> I did I did the maid of honor speech. If anybody tried that shit I with me, I would have fucked them up. You would have spazzed. I would have Dude, there's I, video I of it. Huh? You could see the video of his maid of honor How speech. I mean, come on. What do you think? Obviously. How do you think it went? <laughs> I mean, was it even fair? Dude, it was heartfelt. It was funny. God, dude. It was short. I didn't hold everybody. Dude, I, that was actually one of the main points of it was like, I, I, usually the only reason I go to a wedding is to watch the drunk maid of honor like go on for 25 minutes like you're a bitch I love you you remember when and it's just like never <laughs> fucking ends and I'm I'm like giggling and shaking my table because I love it so much yeah, dude, people get, I get people weirded out of me all the time when people give shitty speeches and I'm like laughing booze sucks yeah they're just kind of like what, what's so funny about this yeah, this is very. This is Dude, supposed to be emotionally impactful. I went to a wedding in New York uh, a couple months ago, and the dad came out. The dad of the bride was just like. So it was a. Uh, the bride was black. The groom was like white with maybe like a teen, teensy little bit of Spanish or like a Spanish last name, Ooh. but he was like a white dude. Yeah. And the dad came out, was just kind of like, Ooh. I didn't know he was white until now. Like, damn. But whatever. I guess I'm cool. That's what's up. <laughs> <It was> so <laughs> funny, yeah. Like, Oh my god, I was dying. I was this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Guys like, I guess yeah. I have no choice. <laughs> I think most people in those situations don't want anything real. They they want yeah. like something really cheesy and like they they like they want like an Instagram like a Pinterest post. Dude, absolutely. Dad, yeah, the dad came out. He's like, I mean, I've been married three times, so he was like, I guess this is cool. He's like, I don't know, man. I've been to a lot of weddings. That's <laughs> so like, fucking sick. Damn, you're the man. Yeah, that rules. Yeah, it was pretty tight. I got to see your video. It's probably like how much of an animal did you feel like is absolutely crushing? Well, uh, (laughs) at one point, I think I was like, all right, enough of the applause breaks, (laughs) which is like biggest dildo thing to say. But I was also like I I wanted to get out of there because I I, obviously I was was, part of me hates myself and I don't want any attention. You know what I mean? (laughs) But uh, and also I was the maid of honor, which is weird for people but like everyone was cool like no one was like me uh, this is what i was dreading yeah like a normie family member that i never talked to coming up to me and be like maid of honor huh that's funny because you don't look like a maid and Oof. it's like yeah this, my sister's funny and this is you know yeah. this was a cool idea and uh, i like that would piss me off instantly yeah like you're not going to come up with a funny joke about it so shut the fuck up <laughs> but it didn't happen that's everyone was cool and like lovely as, well, you also probably came up and annihilated, dude. Well, I, I didn't plan. I planned a couple of talking points, and then I just uh, hit the vape really hard <laughs> while he was giving the speech. <laughs> <laughs> that is how. That is the downfall of people when they give wedding speeches when they read off a paper like. And in third grade, I always knew you were my friend. It's just like, dude. 
Speak from the heart, man. You've known this person for 25 fucking years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just fucking just say whatever. Nobody cares. Yeah, and then uh, and then I, I went first, and then the, um, the best man did his, and his was funny, and it went over really well. It was like it was a sick wedding. There was nothing like ironic about the whole wedding. I got to just enjoy the whole thing. That's fun. And it was because she like she had a sick wedding. It wasn't like I hate weddings. I, yeah. I despise them. I won't go to them. And uh, I guess I just you know. Yeah, cool family, no big deal, dude. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually, you know what I, I love about it was like, um, I I really got to act like myself doing this maid of honor speech. Like, yeah, yeah. I was swearing and like be, being you were up. You were cutting up. I was I was being myself, which I think is the best thing you could do. Yeah. And it was like it was one of those moments where I was like, dude, I don't have like a second self. Like all my family's friends with me on social media, they all see me acting like a fucking giant retard every day. <laughs> and if they judge me, it's like fair, I guess. But like, dude, my dad listened to the cast and he called me last night yeah. and he said he liked it. That's awesome, dude. And so it's like, I, I, I appreciate that. I don't have to like bounce back and forth between like someone that I think my family can love and then what I actually am. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. You, yeah. Don't, you don't have to hide behind a false self. And I, and I know I think you're big on that too. You can't. It, it leads to like I used to, I used to fall self hard on girlfriends where I would be like I would figure out like all right I got to be like this and, I could, and then like six yeah. months later I'm just like I can't fucking keep it up. We we were talk, we were talking about God. you this week and you know we, we want to have you on just because you're fucking funny dude and you're fucking awesome. But then thinking about like like so many so many of the dogs fucking email us saying like. Like, you know, talking about, like, the positive messages and how, you know, we just, like, saying, like, just do whatever the fuck you want to do and, you know, mm-hmm. have fun or whatever. But Tim and I were talking about you and, like, you you make a running joke of saying, like, my new thing. But at the same time, like, things are your new thing because you like trying fucking new shit and like being interesting and are, are willing to just fucking – whatever goes along with that new thing, you're willing to just throw yourself into it. And that's a very admirable trait that a lot of people don't have. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, I think it's just literally just like a smidge of autism. Yeah, it's literally like I have <laughs> a, a my dad's the same exact. Way. I'm a spectrum he, dweller, dude. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, dude, I have a smidge of autism. My dad was the same way. He would, he would like got into cars for a little bit, goes into deer hunting, was a fisher, mm-hmm. or he's like in a fish. He's still in a fishing now, but he like rollerbladed for a month, and then he would do like oh, I'm fucking. Out. He's in a bicycle. We have like 30 bicycles in our base in his basement now. So it's just something like I'll get into something, and I was like, it's it's almost dangerous though because I'll like. Mm-hmm. Yeah really like those those things online like i like really pondered my new shit right now i wanted to be an herbalist so i was like there's like a twenty five hundred dollar like herbology course and i was like You're real close to pulling the trigger so i can get caught in this thing like those long copy reads online like seven hundred dollars you can learn to sell used cars i'm like oh dude it's just 700 bucks i'm gonna make four grand yeah you get that certification you're a guaranteed mommy blogger <laughs> you're making money day one dude do you get insecure at all when people make fun of you for uh basically always have like being a my new thing is no i mean i'll, I'll i would like catch myself just because I, I hate when i say the same thing over and over but it's like no nah, oh naturally yeah i can't help it dude i can't if it's, i'll get into a book and i won't even understand I'll, the worst part with the book like i won't even understand it i'll like come up with what i think it is and i'll be like this is what this thing is and i'll read more of the book and i'm like ah, fuck, it's totally my favorite thing about you <laughs> I totally misrepresented that. well it's i don't know maybe sometimes it's a misrepresentation but with every single example of it like uh like i said i'm a dabbler myself and i'm constantly like uh insecure about like the depth to which i go on a new thing right but when when you say like my new thing is i already know that you've at least digested something about it 
and we're going to get Matt's version of it. And I'm always excited to hear what it is, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I do. I do like like I just I'm just obsessed with like certain things. And I, if I get like if something like most things I just see, I'm like, nah. And then if something actually – it's like all or nothing. If yeah. something interests me, I, I'm like totally obsessed with it. Do you have anything you've left by the wayside where – I don't want to say you miss it yet. I do want to ask about that. But do you have anything that you've left by the wayside where you're like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I have to th- I'll have to think. There was a, I mean, there was a million. It was like all my jobs basically. Was, all right. Is there anything that like you regret not getting back to or getting deeper into? Psychology was. I started out in psychology. <clears throat> that was the thing that fucked me up because I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go sell weed." Said, "Fuck this." Uh, <laughs> I like quit that. I was like, "I want to get back into that." Uh, well, you're gonna be a psychotherapist. That's basically. Sure, I, yeah, well, it took like fucking 14 years to get back into it. Dude, doesn't matter, dude. Obviously, it's pretty sick. Dude, I, dude honestly, like my brain just completely forgets the shit. I was like, if you're like, "What were you into last week?" I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably yeah. I literally, don't know. Because you're not collecting this shit. You're not you're not there to to bring up the numbers of shit that you're into. No, dude. I, I literally, there's been so many fucking things that I have no idea. You live the way that people think children should be raised. <laughs> Where it's like they That's should just be dragged point, around by their interests. Whatever catches them should just hook them. That's a Matt Matasori school. I, I, I have no idea. Honestly, I can't say. It. There's been a million things, and I'm like, yeah, don't sweat it. But I can't never. I never look back on like, damn. I wish I got more into this thing because the thing I'm into right now is like all encompassing. Like this is like yeah. the new. That's game. a perfect answer. So yeah, I it's literally, I, I can't. I can't even think of it. Like, Did, right now, an herbalist is like my long views. Psychotherapy, comedy pod, herbalist. Dude, it's it's actually neat. And uh, I don't mean to dominate this conversation, but uh, I do want to say that uh, listening to you long term, I think I've heard most of your fucking podcast, but like it's neat catching hints of like things that you've retained, like watching something go from my new thing to being like found, like a part of you. That's fucking cool, dude. That is weird. I never thought that's about so that. fucking cool. I never thought about that. How many of my things fucking it, it seems to me that you you from your new things, if something's a hit, you're going to take at least a piece of it. And then eventually, like, here you are, the fucking psychotherapist herbalist. True. Well, herbalist, not yet. I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> well, I, I'm, 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 picturing you, I'm picturing you in, like, 16 months, dude. You yeah, know what I mean? Even think about that. <laughs> herbalist is coming. That's coming for sure. Without a doubt, man. Potions. Or, or if it's not, <laughs> there's going to be a component of whatever you end up in. Well, actually, no. I don't want to say end up because there's no final product. <laughs> if you, Dude, yeah. I was watching some, uh, like, chef in Vegas. It was, like, a French guy. And he was talking about how... Um, he was one of those guys where he's like, I've got three Michelin stars and like everything he does is like pinpoint precision and it takes him fucking forever to finish one tiny dish that doesn't even look good. But he was talking about how like um, he's like, when you think you've reached perfection, you've committed like the gravest error or something like that. Oh, so like yeah. there is no – you're not going to end up something yeah. or you shouldn't and you shouldn't strive to end up something. It's always about growth and like, dude, who's growing more than the guy who like – gets to depth on new things constantly. I appreciate that. That was, that was funny. I was driving on my way over here thinking about that. I, I always was after my, like, my big aha moment where I'd be like, finally, now, and I realize, I've come to grips with the fact that that doesn't exist. There's no finally. Yeah, there's dude. no finally. You'll see fools reach a finally. Exactly. And then they dude. fossilize, and it's over. It's just, dude, you're just like a Hindenburg, slowly losing mm-hmm. parts of yourself, and it, you know, it's just done. But that, that's the thing, like, yeah, I was driving over here being like, yeah, there's no... Like, all right, fine. Like the corn cob pipe, like, and they settled down, and blah, blah, blah. I think we're framed from listening to stories to think there's like a neat third act, and it's just like, yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. 
and I, I was just going to say, I felt like, and I think this is a common thread amongst, you know, people who don't feel as though they played the game early on. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling, feeling this mostly in my early 30s was that I would see people who finished college by the time they were 22, got like a fucking finance job or something like that, mm-hmm. bought a fucking huge house in the middle of nowhere, had a family, and it was just like, fuck, like, I wish I did that. But now, as I get older, I'm just like, I would fucking blow my brains out if that was my life. Yeah. Yeah, for I some agree. people, that's like, they're like, that's all they wanted to do, but it, it was the same thing where, like, I know people who've done that, a lot of times they'll kind of be like, like, some of them are just doing that sort of thing, they're chilling, some people I've noticed a little like, fuck, man, like, when they hear you're like, you're doing, like, you're doing a podcast, yeah. you're doing anything, they're like, damn, that's so fucking cool, and, it's yeah. there, and I'm like, like, I'd literally kill you to have your house right yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> I'd shoot you in the face yeah. just to, like, head your family right now, yeah. and, like, steal your life, but yeah, it is funny, how, yeah, that, that is a weird... That's a real vague, weird kind of pain, too, to have, to be like, the shoulda, woulda, couldas, dude. That's like... It's a total fucking time waster. And and it's, you know, at least being conscious of that, I think, is a huge step. But not only being conscious of it, but also being, saying to yourself, you know, it's fine. You know, wherever I'm at now, I'm going to pick up something and just fucking do anything. Yeah. Because no matter what stage of fucking life you are, I think you could just... I'm going to, like, Tim and I, like, we're just like, oh, we're going to start a podcast. Well... You know, to normal people, that's not exciting. But to us, it's us having something to look forward to every fucking week. And now people are saying, oh, we like it. And now it's like, oh, my God, you fucking like it? Like, you really like this? Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and it's just just something that was so simple and so dumb where to the normal person, they're just like, all right, all right, cool. Have fun with your podcast. Yeah, people jerk act off. like that. Though. I heard people before like, "Oh, are you making money? Are you making a living off it?" Like, are you? That's it's always like, the fucking the question, fuck dude. Those that's people don't have access to me anymore. Yo, that's fucking sick, right? Dude, that's dude. I you you are only susceptible to haters if you fucking make yourself receptive to hate. And it's like I got I got no room for it. This is all right. I was thinking about this today. I've in the past week or everyone's seen people like I'm I'm going off Facebook. I'm quitting social media. It is talk. It's like. All you're saying is that you've surrounded yourself with shitty people. True. Like, I fucking love the internet, and it's because I choose to, like, keep up with my fucking boys and, you know, the family that I enjoy. Yeah. And if if someone, like, that I was constantly interacting with on the internet was like, I'm, I'm quitting the internet, it's all bullshit, I'd be like, bro, we had some all right times, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, like... That's a good point, dude. Like, unfollow the people or, like, delete them that are just spreading, like, letting misery encroach into your life. Like, I've got, like, a a healthy relationship with the Google algorithm, like, the algorithms, dude. Like, that's how tight I've got my internet game down. Like, I cut people out if they're going to affect my algorithms. Like, it's now I'm at the point where I, like, when we were talking about how, like, I'll just, I'll just get fucking zoomed out and let the algorithm rip on, like, you know, YouTube or, like, a, a playlist or something. Two of my favorite things in the world to do are, uh, (laughs) <laughs> just get fucking super ripped and start like uh butthole surfers who was in my room last night radio uh, yeah that's a good one and the algorithm will fucking just take me i'm just it's all fucking crunchy jams oh, back to back awesome. right but uh the other thing i love to do is like respond to shit in the algorithm like or i get a suggestion i don't like i'm like not interested dude and then it updates like the algorithm is like uh the, i i had a, a friend who was uh a gay guy who was interested in me when i was like 18 mm-hmm. 
and like he, we'd play like fighting games and stuff, and then he would like say something like flirty, like nah, dude, nah, 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 chill, 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 chill. So I do that with the algorithm. Fuck is the algorithm? Yeah. yeah so now that's me and the algorithm. Algorithm's like a, a gay friend that's interested. I'm like nah, 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 dude. I'm not a, nah. Dude, keep that PewDiePie shit out of my YouTube. But it'd be yeah. fair to say you finished him. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sick, sick way, way to be with technology. technology. I spazzed and went off the deep end and was like, that was, that was something I full, went full bore into. Like, the internet's fucking, it's fucking us up. Uh, yeah. It is way better. Because I was like, open it up and I'm like, fuck, I hate everybody. When you, when, when your uh, child is born and you get tired of individually sending pictures yeah. to people, you're, you're going to be like, oh, it'd be easier to just throw this on Instagram. Yeah, makes let sense. that, let that go over to Facebook automatically. Your family will see. Your family appreciates it. They act like you sent it directly to them. Yeah. And uh, and I I treat that way. Like yeah, I sent that to my fucking family. And then uh, you know that's true. To curate it is the key, dude. Curate your internet stuff. Curate your whole life, dude. Don't just like don't just slop up the internet like it's just been placed in front of you in a trough. You get, yeah, you, that is weird. People. Well, it's also not as addictive if you take the hate element out. Absolutely. Sure. There's people you hate on there every day. Like, what are these motherfuckers doing? Like, I knew they were fucking being annoying. Yeah, yeah well, so. my theory on those people is that they don't really have anything meaningful going on in their lives. So they'll take all the misery and hate and they'll exhaust themselves on it. And then at the end of the day, they're like, oh, man, I'm tired. I had a pretty full day. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, nah, dude. You just hurt your own feelings looking at a screen the whole time. I don't yeah, that's weird because it is totally in their choice to block all the people they argue. You just completely block people. No, so easy. You fucking block it. It's like, Dude, you can manipulate the algorithm as much as it manipulates you. Damn. And you can fucking cut out the negativity. I, th- I think a lot of, not a lot of people realize that you don't have to let your life happen to you. Like you really are. You really can dictate what your life is going to fucking be. And I think for some people, they're just addicted to that outrage. So they're conscious of the fact that they could turn it off, but they don't. But then there's other people who are just... So conditioned over time to think they just have to live a reactionary life. Yeah, and I've been I've been guilty of it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not preaching. Absolutely, sure, I've definitely been guilty of. It. I've let it get me fucking deep down. No, for sure. But and then when you realize you have a choice, you feel stupid about it. So it's almost like, well, I could leave that behind, but then I have to admit that I was a fucking retard that whole time, <laughs> dude. The most yeah, the, yeah, the, the most recent yeah. example of that in my life was maybe like two years ago, where. Every day was consumed still talking about the fucking 2016 election. And then finally it occurred to me, oh, I, I don't have to keep searching up these words. And you could block certain words out not to appear in your shit. And you don't have to engage with people who are talking about this shit. And then lo and behold, I'm not as fucking stressed anymore talking about these, yeah. these fucking retards that everybody's up in arms about. Yeah, it's a weird form of entertainment. Like, don't you hate the president? Like, yeah. yeah. What did he do? <laughs> he was mean again. You're like, Bleh. This fucking world's going to shit. I'm big right now on, uh, I'm like real stoked on decisions right now. Mm. That's like my, like people don't think realize that's I'm my, my big thing right now. Dude, <laughs> embrace it. Yeah, go for it, dude. Nothing, yeah, nothing makes me happier than you saying my new thing right now. So just please two, lean into it. Two dude. current new things right now. The first is this. Uh, Let me put my bib on. <laughs> getting out of automatic decision. <laughs> Okay. So all trying to map all the decisions, tiny decisions you make a day. Like, mm. did you eat like sweet food? Mindfulness. Yes, ate milky. Exactly. Yeah. High mindfulness. But what people don't appreciate, and I think what could add a little magic to their life, 
is every single decision you make, like say you set your alarm clock for 6.30 and you decide to sleep in, every time you're presented with the decision, but literally the world just kind of suspends in like two alternate realities that you get to choose. And that's so there's like, you have your life, you go on. People think, like you were saying, their life is fixed, that they're totally agingless. There's a lifeline, and then there's all the, there's literally a gazillion alternate lifelines for you. It's all decision trees. Decisions are the portals to your alternate lifeline. Oh, dude, I fucking love you. So it's like you stop, dude. I was You're the fucking all, man. I was on this all week. Your decision, those decisions are the most, those automatic, like, now nah, I'm going to sleep in again. Like, you don't even talk. Like, for me, that's like trying to get to the gym. I'm like 630. I'm like, my body needs sleep more than anything. It's like, so now I'm, I'm, I'm in sleep. I'm in sleep timeline. If I were to get up and I have less sleep, but now I'm hitting the gym every day, what's that like? What's right. that life like? Now. It, it, I so I'm uh, yeah that's one of my new things as well and uh, here's the next thing I'm working on and I know you said you had two things so I'm gonna get back to it yeah. but uh, I'm trying to be mindful of my decisions as well but I'm learning how to uh, like not get so tripped up on making the op- optimal decision every time true that like uh, I compare it to like when I play video games I kind of ruin them for myself because I'm like I want to get this I, I don't want to make the wrong decision or kill the wrong like every, there's so many choices yeah. in them yeah, that's that I'm like crazy. I want to do this perfectly the first time or I'll like restart a thing if I'm like oh, I don't know it might have been a bad call <laughs> and it like it fucking sucks but you like just now, walk your guy off a cliff yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just exit the car on the high so it's like I, I'm trying to let myself just make the decision and then not hold it against myself if I later on realize it wasn't the best one yeah like, that's dude that's a because here's what it, here's what i think was happening and this was this week uh on monday mike and i exchanged lists of things we wanted to get done in the week like a, a, a list of goals and i dude i recommend that to anyone yeah. text your fucking who you think would be your most respect like uh receptive dog and be like, yo, let's fucking put ourselves let's let's hold each other to our programs next let's week get right? charged up yeah. and also i mean on that and if you if you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody like that, you know, use the Patreon page. You know, use the message Absolutely. board on that Patreon yeah. page. Absolutely, because so many people like this week. I feel like that portal was opened, and it was so nice to like fucking talk to people. Like people really put some fucking thoughtful, insightful shit, yeah. letting you know fucking who they are, also what they're fucking into. And you can kind of tell – it's able to see like you know what resonates with people and – We got to streamline fuck- that shit soon, dude. You know what I mean? I got I got Death Stranding sitting in the car right now and that thing's all about just fucking building connections with people. And uh, I, I, we do have to find a way to just streamline that fucking – and just get people connected with each other in a, in a meaningful – Well, how do you do that? Do you, how do you do like that? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to start like a message car? board. Oh, uh, I've been waiting on a new video game and yeah, no, no one's sure what it's about <laughs> except that uh, – it's it's about like reconnecting people that are in like fractured fucking states. Oh, it's sick. insane. But um, I, I I yeah I'm I'm in love with the fucking response like the responses like that from yes. people. So uh, and I'm surprised by it. So I guess the point of that was like yeah uh, there are definitely people willing to fucking take you up on that kind of shit. And there's what? I'm go sorry ahead. go ahead, oh, man. Go ahead. I was gonna say like there's so many fucking people out there that I think once you start talking about this shit, people quickly realize like. Oh, fuck. Well, this sucks. Why the fuck am I even doing this shit if I don't fucking like it? Not only that, but the flip side is, well, I've been thinking about this, and I want to do this shit. Why don't I fucking do this? And I think you're more inclined to do those things when you have support, even in the sense of somebody who just is willing to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And not, whether or not they even say fucking go for it, just hearing yourself say out loud what you really fucking want is often enough to fucking snap you out of whatever fucking coma you're in. Yeah. And just do some shit that actually adds value to your fucking life. For sure, dude. But that definitely. And the thing I would like, so 
your I was just thinking about this a second ago. Your guys' podcast is I think the bravest form of expression right now where it's like so there was like, you know, there was the age of like just pure irony mm-hmm. and just like, you know, everything sucks, trash and everything, blah blah yeah. blah. And that's like you know, Secret Cast came up on just like venom and it was like when all the bullshit in the Philly comedy community we were kinda like pushing yeah. back against this. But the real I think the true bravery is earnest podcasting towards positivity. That's so ironic. Oh, yeah. It's so ironic. That's the bravest I'm telling you, that's the bravest expression right now. Because it's it's like People are so. It's so funny it's because this this I I consider that this is a Matt and Shane spinoff cast. For real? No, dude, you guys co-signing this, like, kind of talking and shit. First of all, hilarious that it was you guys. Lords, they, they need it, dude. I, Ours was, like, an ugly, like, Roman, exp- where we, like, cut people's heads off and shit. Well, what a, what a redemption story, then. Uh, like, no, but uh, I, I do think that, like, being ostracized, like, well, I don't want to say ostracized. I don't, you know, I'm not playing in the fucking victim terminology here. Sure. But, like the, like, the boys had to get tight. You know what I mean? True, we had to go below deck and just weather the storm, and <laughs> I think sure. we all uh, all the bonds got stronger. That yeah, dude. That that's true. Everything that fucking happened really, you know, it lit a fire mm-hmm. under so many different people individually because I think it represented so much to so many different people, mm-hmm. and it was definitely a huge catalyst for us doing what we're doing. Like, it, honestly, if you didn't simply say, "I hear you guys are starting a podcast." On your fucking podcast, we probably would have talked about this until we're fucking ninety five years old. That is a sweet movie. You put something out. It's like fucking dude. Do that. that kind of accountability was just like okay. We, yeah, we talked about it, and now it's like okay, we probably should do this. And you know, within by the next morning, um, one of your one one of the dogs he tweeted a, a gif at me. It was a bunch of dogs running. It said, <laughs> "When you start, when you start, you when you butterly start your podcast." And I was like, "It is done." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So shout out Matty Ice Buckets. You fucking had that effect on us. Well, people, this is imagine if this now, you know, I, I listened to the, the, the two episodes. Obviously, Spud, dude, is front lines, total Cisco. Can we borrow uh, Spud one time? Huh? Can dude, we borrow Spud one time? I told him, he's like, oh, I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. I don't, I don't want to step, you know, I, obviously, dude. I don't want to pull him out of his comfort zone. I don't want to step on your toes, but. Oh, I would love if Spud The fucking Spud man. Be awesome for this, too. Absolutely. Dude, Spud's tale is like the most unlike anything you've ever heard. It's crazy. I. <laughs> I'm thankful for every morsel I get from Spud. Spud is like a like I worked with him for a while, and he's a he's a painter, and yeah. it's like he's a complete freak of nature in terms of his ability to paint. He's like classically trained in like watercolors and stuff, and he, oh, wow. he's he's, oh. an, he's an amazing artist. But you know, I think you can kind of pick He'll that up. It. I said that he, he would love talking to us though. He's a, he's a sculptor. He would love talking. He would feel good. He would love this shit. Dude. That's surprising. This is what you need. This isn't like that. That la- like, get a laugh, you fucking suck. And I, that, yeah. Dude, that yeah. shit's hilarious. I love doing that. But it's nice to fucking step it down and just have a, like a, a good conversation. That makes people feel good. Yeah, and, and that's that's the, like I think an art I think that comes through. Like what I feel with anytime I fucking hang out with him, I can pinpoint every fucking experience that fucking ruled over the past. I don't know how long we've been friends for like that's eight awesome. years now. Yeah. Tim's involved. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to my wife. We're kids, but <laughs> <laughs> every time I come, Tim's there. <laughs> Blizzick might have said the funniest fucking. Th- we were talking about like weddings, and I'm like, dude, I just don't want to spend fucking like twenty thousand dollars on a party. And, and Blizzick was like, well, dude, if, especially if I'm going to spend twenty thousand dollars on a party, the last person I want there is my wife. <laughs> dude, let, let's keep this conversation go. We'll slide over to the Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. guys! If if you haven't subscribed yet, 
listen, every week we're fucking putting out news. We're going to continue this conversation there. Go to Dad Meat Podcast on Patreon. A fucking dollar a month will fucking get you in the game, and you can hear all kinds of fucking cool shit. And you can listen to the rest of this conversation. Fuck yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Catch us on the Patreon. Thanks.